Sharon. Thank you for having me. Um, what we usually do is we, you, um, our guest, I think, number 20 for season two, where we also put a video program to the podcast. So what we usually do is we host anyone we think people will be interested in to listening. Uh, do you think people are you interested people in listening <laughs> to you? I honestly don't think people are interested I in listening are, to this me. This is why you've uh, got a, a huge influence online. Because people are interested in what you're doing. That's subjective, really. Um, so, yeah, Sharon, do you probably maybe start by introducing yourself, telling us about who you are, the person you are, and yeah, we'll start from there. I am Sharon Nabiwemba, Miriam Chuanuka. Though people know me as Sharon Chuanuka right. on Twitter. I am 23 years old. I just finished my degree at MOOC. I'm actually waiting for grad next month. I work. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank you. I work in an architecture firm in Tinder. Yeah, basically that's it. All right, and my hobbies. Must I add that? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's still us about the person you are. What really drives you? What inspires you? What Who do you inspires think you are? me? Your purpose. Yeah. What drives me is I fear failure. I fear being broke. So every time I get lax, I'm like. I think about it, I'm like, I can't, I can't be poor. So it pushes me. It, I have this fear of being like, if I reach a particular time and I don't have some money, I panic. So it pushes me to always work harder, always work harder. Push. And I really have a strong support system that's always pushing me. When I'm lazy, they're like, do this, do this, apply for this, apply for that, put yourself out there. Yeah, so they always encourage me, basically. Don't you think that is very, 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 very delicate to to have the fear of, of never going broke? Because, you see, life is very, very funny. Ego is very rust. What really drives us sometimes also kills us. So in the quest of really ever wanting, to me, in my opinion, in, in my experiences, the whole drive of always not going by the reality of the world of, People have to be poor. I know no one wants to be poor. It's very, very bad. But I don't even have the fear of it. Because I have this strong belief that people who have made it or people who are somewhere are just there by lucky. No one really understands what they're doing. They're just there by luck. To me. To yeah. you. Yes. Do you read um, Hillary from Melinda Streets? Yeah. Do you think that's <laughs> luck? No, that those are his experiences. It's yeah, it's, those are his experiences. I beg to differ from your exp- from your thought, your school of thought. But there's a big chunk of luck. It's actually hard work. To you don't wake up hard. Okay, you could, you could, but it's yeah. majorly hard work. Like you work hard for things. I had this philosophy, by the way. But there's still lots of people that have worked that are working hard, yeah, and they're not. Let's say where he Rich. is or where people like him are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something. Okay, yes, I do get your point, yeah. but I majorly believe it's hard work and effort. You can't be lax about something and think you're going to succeed. Some people are, like, you're right, they're lucky. So how do you define hard work? That's difficult. Hard work could be, let's say, you had an assignment, maybe, must work be, and then you have to deliver. You know you have to deliver, otherwise you're going to be fired or something. Right. Yeah, so you have to deliver or you'll have your boss. I don't know. 
Yeah, but, but do you also believe that hard work doesn't really um how do, how can I say it? It doesn't guarantee success. It's it doesn't hard. really guarantee that you're gonna get the results. It's it's like school. It doesn't mean that the guys that were top in class the whole time mm-hmm. are now seated at top chains of companies and things like that. They're it's why they say be smart about it. Work smart, be smart, read smart. How do you define <laughs> working smart? I know people like throwing these <laughs> Let things. Let me give you be an smart, example. <laughs> be street smart. The they are actually being honest. What is the difference between book smart and street smart? Because I think if you failed at school, mm-hmm. personally, there are high chances that you're not going to make it elsewhere. Because that is the, the so school discipline. The discipline of school is the discipline you need. Of The discipline the guys that have successfully done school is the same discipline. Mm-hmm. Anyone that is out has to apply. It's just that maybe school puts injects this whole grading thing mm-hmm. where that is my issue with school. Yeah. The grading, having to having to put our brains onto a scale Crumbing. of no not even scrumming, just a scale of now Sharon is first and Karen is second because Sharon got ninety eight in physics and Karen got twenty eight in physics, but I got ninety eight in English, something like that. So school brings that I don't really need to know anything about physics if my problem, actually, my problem with Ugandan schools is they yeah. pump you with so many useless things. There is, for example, Gezira Irrigation Scheme. Honestly, where have we applied it? Yeah. Like, they pump you with so much useless information. Yet, I feel if they allowed people to explore, like, their talents, their... That brings in the whole book smart and street now, smart thing. You, uh, you speak Luganda, right? Yeah. And there are two different things. Galuaga um, singer. Because that's common sense. Not not school smart. But then so if school most fails, of our life is eaten up by school. Mm-hmm. So class. But you know there are rich tycoons who didn't go to school and they have made it because they're smart. In our society. Yes. The most in our society. And that's because they are smart, street smart. It's like how is in it school because they're lucky, really. No, it's yeah. being smart by the way. Like I feel to be a businessman you have to be smart. Let me give you an example. In campus. Yeah. Whereby you have a paper tomorrow mm. and you haven't read the whole semester and you're panicking yeah. you're going to have to be smart about it you're going to how do they call it uh, choose topics i don't remember what we used to call it it's called be, you, you be smart about it and uh, then how about maybe probably if me have not read if the, the whole time i didn't read for anything it's either would copy mm-hmm. because the whole game game is to pass yeah, yeah. that's the end goal that's yeah. what school is about um as long as you get the grades you move to the next level yeah and life teaches you that the only way is getting to the next level. As l- how you make it, people don't really care about what you did or what Hillary, like like you mentioned Hillary. Yeah. All he does is wake up in the morning and tweet his stuff. No yeah. one knows about the backlog. <laughs> oh, plus, maybe I hosted him on the podcast and on the podcast uh-huh. he mentioned his loans, mm-hmm. maybe that. But no one really knows. He's mm-hmm. just going to tweet about how it's, I remember someday he tweet how he landed in the UK with five pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That, that is it. Because one, you cannot really put <laughs> your whole life story in twenty-eight characters. Yeah. Then two, there's there's so much to life that is just beyond the surface. There's there's a deep part of it. Huh? It's really on the surface. What people see and what you want people to reflect. And that is another problem with social media. Is it is so quick to think maybe there's hard work to these people's success, but the people who are lucky. Not, not even lucky, because um, to get where people like him are, there's also the time factor, yeah? 
until now he has grown up, he has yeah. made these investments. But people who are in his position that are not even his age, mm. so how do you account for that? That's luck, to me, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, you have a point. Mm. But of course, also, unless you're born rich or lucky, you of course you have to grow. Like, you have to... How do I explain it? You you go in stages. You can't run from poor straight to richness. You have it's like in a company. Yeah. You can't just come from intern to, to manager, manager or yeah. director. You have to work for it. You move to whatever it is. You go through all those positions. You can't just jump from. Unless of course there are some factors yeah. I can't mention. <laughs> no, you can stupid to say anything. Hard work, luck. Yeah. Uh, some other things I'm afraid to mention in the podcast. But it's very many factors. But majorly, it's being about smart and also being... That's what I believe. I have this mentality that um, if you do good, the universe rewards you. If you're kind to someone out there, yeah. the universe is going to reward you. If you are not kind, if you do something... Sometimes when things happen to me, I think about what I might have done during the week for the universe too. It's like karma. The I believe karma. in karma so much. Yeah. But I also feel like um, karma is a myth, man. It's our... Because there are people who are the government officials who are mm-hmm. corrupt day in day Everyone out. Everyone has their own day, by the way. <laughs> and, and, and they're still bullying their children <laughs> in Bali and Let me tell like you, that. I used to have so, this when I was younger, I used to have this mentality of rich people are not happy. Alright. Like you know those guys who are like rich but they have so many diseases. Yeah. I used to have that mentality and trust me, those guys get that. Okay, according to me. So they are bullying, yes. Because life doesn't... And I don't know why people look at it like that. Like it's a rich people thing. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather be have diseases when you can't treat them or have the diseases when you can afford to fly? Let me say your daughter gets cancer. Would you rather be in a position where you have to do a fundraiser for them because you're poor and, no. and or have the money and fly them probably and do your business? So that's the hard work. But <laughs> like you said your fears were... Um, maybe uh, being broke, things like that. Yeah. But then that's like, to me, that is part of life. Yeah, um, it is. Pain and suffering. Um, yeah. Simple reminders that some things have to happen. There's victory out there because you have to go through a process. You know, that's so like, that sounds like you're glorifying Safa Olympics. No, but I was it's, having it's a part of that process. No, no, no. I was it having is, a conversation. And I've seen it all over online, all, uh-huh. all, all this time about people and how you don't want people to suffer and stuff. But it's part of the process. Yeah, it is. You have to go through to get to the top, the line is long. You have to go through from the start. Yeah. Everyone wants to get there, so there's going to be suffering. And and one thing I've realized about the internet these days is people just dream. You know, this the, the internet gives us this power of where it brings everything so closer to you. But regardless of what happens, the porn on the internet does not turn into real sex. So there's also that fantasy there. There's so much that is depicted in that way where people think that. Um, if someone talks about a child walking in the rain, going to school, it's, it's bad, it's suffering. No, but that is someone's process. And if you do not, if people don't really embrace processes, you, you end up, this is why we have a lot of mental issues these days. Because people are into, this is what I think, people are into so much, people fantasize, dream so much. And dreaming is, I'm a dreamer, dreaming is such a beautiful thing. But if you know the process, you're doomed to, to crush. But you know, dreams opinion. push you. Yeah, they push you. Just if you dream to own something, for example, if I dream to own a particular car, mm. I would save up for it. I would work extra hard for it. Dreams actually push you to go to to go beyond. They push you. They motivate you. I actually like people's dreams are valid. 
let people dream because it will be a motivation factor. It will yeah, push them. While you're dreaming, you don't have to forget the reality about life. You yeah. don't have to forget that I have to probably forego lunch for me mm-hmm. to to afford a date with my girlfriend. If it will get like you, yeah. if it will get you there, then sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Are, like you said, yeah. sacrifices, suffering, pain, it's part of life. You, I don't actually, I don't believe you can get somewhere without making sacrifices. Exactly. So that means that Sapa Olympics is a thing. You people have to you go through. Don't have suffering you know, is a simple way of, of of showing us that there's there's some victory at the top because that is how you now know that I cried about this and I've gotten this. Then I need to be happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know that people who say I suffered, like why are you complaining? You get yeah. like to remind everyone else no, that it is the process. You, my pain. Do you think there's someone the who doesn't suffer? Everyone suffers. So that but means it doesn't it's a mean constant. If I told you, if I told you, yeah. sorry, I'm suffering, you'd be like, I also suffered. Why are you crying? My pain, I, it, it's validated. I'm allowed to feel this way. Mm. You shouldn't downplay my pain yeah. because you also feel the same way. We all deal with things differently. We are different people. Yeah. So it's not right if I told you, man, um, I've really, really suffered today. Or I had a headache yesterday. I didn't sleep well. And mm. you're like, me too. It's something small. I also suffered. Well, that, that is very bad. And that is that goes to just people who are not disciplined enough to know how to relate with other people. Where you have to bring your own scenarios. But as, as going back to... Because again, I've seen people come out. People who tweet about their processes in a way of talking about their struggles. But in my belief is... Because I've personally had my own struggles at quite a young age. I, I've had to deal with issues. I've dealt with um, baby mama issues. I've dealt with children issues. My not seeing my child. Things like that. So I believe I've gone through a range of suffering that it is just part of life to get where you want. And thank God, luckily, I'm always jumping out of issues. Um, I'm always blessed. I, I still call it luck to me. However much I know that, even if I know that I'm going to go from this step, do this, do this, that my type of skills, get me this amount of money, I still know that there are people who are skilled enough, but then somehow luck gets you what you get. It's, it's just like influencing. It, how to get a good deal. It's the people you know yeah, and, and how you negotiate. Exactly. So to me, it is the process. People have to suffer one. But then I don't fear being broke. Like I think fearing to be broke is a bad thing. It's not. It because once you, you fear to if be broke... If you don't broke, fear it, you're yeah. going to be lax. No, you don't. Because you're going to, let me it's tell just you, that you I don't have feel, to want it. No, no, no. I f- no there is nothing like I, you don't have to want it. Because um, no one wants to be broke. No one wants to be broke. But then you should know that you. you could be broke. Yes, you could be. Yeah. But you can f- you can work hard. You can plan. No, actually, Sharon, not work hard. I'll tell you, you for a fact. I don't consider my father rich. Yeah, But then I consider him to be one of the most hardworking people I know. This man, up to today, he's about 54 right now. Up to today, wakes up in the morning, goes into, we, we have a farm around home. So he goes into the poultry and does all that stuff. But even in his experience, because he's told me he worked for Posta Uganda for 10 years and nothing materialized out of that. He had to fly out of the country, start doing cheo, make sure he go to top schools, things like that. Yes. But he's very, very hardworking. But then hard work doesn't pay because I look at him as my primary example. Hard work just doesn't pay. Let's factor in budgeting. Uh, what do you mean? You have, you have to be a good planner. Yeah, but those things of saying you're a good they planner. Are, they, let me tell <laughs> How you, do you know you're Sharon, a good planner, Sharon? You learn. Yeah. You learn to budget. All right. You, you, like, you know, I'm going to spend this and this and this on bills, rent, electricity, blah, blah, blah. And you plan for how much you're going to use. Mm. You can't just, unless you're very rich, you can't spend money for, yeah? Yeah. It's a factor of very many things. You're going to work hard. You're going to be a proper planner. You're going to be a good, you have to budget. Do you save money? 
definitely I do. I'll tell you for a fact I don't. Okay, I save into these circles because I'm maybe because there's lots of chains of money that come into my bank. Mm-hmm. So there's that luxury of saving. But I'll tell you I've only started saving because now I'm creating a lot of income streams that come to me. Mm-hmm. But normally my whole life right from campus it was impossible to save. It was pointless to save. If you need, if you no, because how much are you going to save? So much. There is, I have our... So you're going to save, then forget to enjoy life's experiences. No, then you're, you have you, to buy you them ba- back no, you in bud- the future. You're looking at saving only. When I say you budget, you budget yeah. for your savings, your entertainment, your going out, gifts, emergencies. Let's say you're saving 40% of you're your salary. If you have this overhead... <laughs> no, it's called... Wow. It's, it's called having financial discipline. If let's say you have you get a salary, yeah, you save forty percent for emergencies. I, thank you for bringing in the numbers. I like people like <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, you have or in that in the. Um, Do you ever save forty percent of your salary? Def- realistically, more than that. Realistically, like it comes in and you're like, no, yes. this in, month. Let me tell you, immediately I get of, my salary. Yeah, for real. By the way, mm. my major salary. The, actually, the plan is to save all of it because I have other streams of income. Yeah. Now the other streams of income are what I use for rent, electricity, blah 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 blah. Okay, now that is also just chance and luck. No, it's called having financial have, discipline. No, 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 I'm saying because, you know, it's possible for you now, I believe you, mm-hmm. that you save your salary because it's possible because, of course, you're going to get into the dig. And, yeah, fine. It's a very interesting world right now. It's a world, internet, YouTube world where there's so many opportunities. You can make money, but not everyone has. Not everyone has a chance. Or sh- so. Do you know, haven't you heard of those stories whereby a, a person, I'm such a border, mm. he can make more money than a corporate person? Yeah, that's d- a fact. No, please I know, tell me how they do that. They do that because they I have... I just want you to mention one word. How do they do that? Plan. Thank you. That's all I wanted. But I still don't think so. I still think so. Because... I ju- think if, um, there's if, so much that happens here. Mm-hmm. The, guy, the corporate guy in an office mm-hmm. has all their life experiences catered for. Yeah? So they're, they're just enjoying through... They're thinking, no, I'm on insurance when I get sick. So my company is going to deal with that. But the border guy is saying, no, I need to have money because, man, if I get sick, I'm on the line. So they end up get, getting saved by simple life metrics. Yeah. Which brings me back to what I said. He, that border guy dreams. He's motivated to leave poverty. He plans so much. He works so hard to leave that state he's in. He saves. He budgets. How much the border guy is making a day? 50,000. Yeah. He can say, let me save that. 20 critters for food, lunch, transport, amafuta, my children. And, 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 and no, that, that's even uh, the math. I, I don't know, probably have to talk to a border guy and see mm-hmm. how that spreads. But they also have a personal life. Everything has to go. It all depends on how much money you can have. But planning, I am not against planning. I just feel like it is, it is a stretch in our economy to plan for how much you make because people are making so little money people have very little money for you to actually save on it and enjoy your life experiences because one it is not helpful for you to spend your early ch- youth um staying up uh, being an introvert staying away from parties and karen when you look at me do i look like an introvert no exactly. and i know so for what you have <laughs> such a happy life and so you, much yes, yes. and do you think i make so much money no. Yes. Let me, no. <laughs> yes. no. <laughs> this is why you are in position to save. No I one can pos- save, uh, save sorry, all I'm their in salary. Position to save because fourteen percent. I hope this salary. doesn't come out yeah. off wrong. Yeah. But my mother from childhood instilled in me: you have to learn to buy. In in high school, they never used to give me a lot of money. Yeah. You have to learn to plan for your money. 
you're, if they, if you get salary, you have to know. I'm going to save forty percent. I'm going to use twenty percent on bills. I'm going to use ten percent for health. You plan for your money. That's how like people get to go for trips. By the way, mm. it, unless you're very rich, you can wake up in the morning and be like, I have this five hundred thousand to spare for a trip. That's what rich people do. You save up for something. Recently, I was in Ginger. Yeah. And that trip was. You're always on trips in Ginger. Do you save up for this? Yeah, trips? I do. Let me the ginger trip. Yeah. Um, I plan. We planned it with my friend. She's called Winter. At the start of April. Yeah. Like we were like for our bath month, we're going to do different activities every week. When weekend. did you guys start saving up for this specific trip? Uh, March. Uh, March. So in April. So it Ep- took you a month. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. You actually personally, I got the money at the start of April, and I knew this money is going for a trip. Yeah. Right. So you start saving up for it. All the trips I go for, Karen, and I pay for them. I said I don't. I don't wake up one morning and I'm like, oh, I have this money on standby. You're a female, probably have a boyfriend, probably have some guy that. that crushes. No, no, you don't believe in it, but it happens. It's yeah, part it of happens, life. Yeah, it happens. But um, I hate. I it. saw someone get. I saw my ex girlfriend uh-huh. online get. How do they glowing allowancey floor? Oh, that's Queen. your ex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I wish someone gave me glowing allowance. And, and things like that. Oh, uh-huh. things happening in life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, actually, being a girl, I feel is actually lucky, because you get those things. I feel it's kind of hard for men. But the point is, yes, you can get that money, mm. and still, you plan for it. Okay, me. Um. So you're saying that a uh, none of yours, Sharon, mm-hmm. none of your trips. It's it's my savings, my personal effort. Nothing has been done by my boyfriend, my brothers. Do I have a boyfriend, though? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. You, that's a question. We'll get into that uh-huh. after this. Nothing. You you plan for these trips? And, Definitely. And this is the spirit you have. It's, I plan. It's very, very, very interesting. I, uh, I panic yeah. a lot. So I hate things. You get panic attacks for things? Not, not really. No. But I, I don't like not planning for something. <sighs> I like planning for things because I foresee um, any irregularity irregular things that would happen and i plan for them yeah um even when i'm going on a trip i'm like i'm going to go with this amount of money for just in case mm. i plan each and every detail yeah so all those trips you're talking about i do plan for them i save up for them i i budget my point is you budget there's there's something enormous there's uh, there's a quote i like reading a bit um in one of my quotes in my, my bedroom that is pinned up Again, from my father's experience of where I know he's really hardworking. He's one of those men I know, first of all, very loyal, hardworking, and principles Bible guy, Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's that type of man. No drinking, no what, no smoking, no nothing. He's he's obeyed to life's principles. But things, in my opinion, I, I don't know about him. Maybe probably he's he's Andy, but in my seeing, I'm like, no, Daddy should have. Daddy deserves better. Deserve better with life because mm-hmm. of the person he is. Because the the court actually says you can run your race so well and still screw up in the final man do you know you could save uh, if 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 you're not lucky enough you could save chunks of money and still blow it on something stupid. you know you're not you're not saving up to i don't know you're saving i said oh babe, I you save to invest em- yeah and also for emergencies all right like if i woke up one morning and something happened i need to have or like something happened to my family if something happened to my mom i need to have money to care for her I'm growing up. I'm not a child anymore. I had to, you are. Twi- you say you mentioned your 23 years, yeah. and and this is your idea of life. This is so beautiful about you, by the way. You should know. <laughs> Thank you. No, I feel I am yeah. growing up. Um, I've always wanted to take care of my mom. My mom has sacrificed so much for me. To be honest, 
Yeah. My mom and your dad have a similar story. My mom actually did go abroad to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't grow up with my mom. Same, same here. Um, yeah. Dad, yeah. So, <coughs> my mom has made so many sacrifices. I want, you know those stories whereby people are like, I bought my mom this. These things motivate me so much. I want to make my mom proud. So, when I'm serving, I don't serve up to, I don't have so much money to show. I want to just have money. If my mom called, I know my mom. She can't be like, Sharon, give me money for this. Yeah. Unless, but I just want to be able to have that thing of, if my mom called me and she needed money to go out do her nails mm, uh, vacation that's present yeah i want to be able to do that i want to be on her birthday book her tickets to somewhere like uh, it motivates me so much black to be tax it, i don't know it has black tax. black tax black tax exists but if i'm doing it for my mom and that's, yes. my mom has made extreme sacrifices for me so I don't wh- even why do you think that sacrifices and this is in no remorse to how much you love your mom uh-huh. I, I don't ever feel like i need but this is something my father has instilled in us mm-hmm. growing up he's kept telling us that you guys just need to be good with your lives i've made and it has just he kept pushing us like you don't need to come back here bring food where i can afford all the stuff myself i can take care of my stuff all i need to be to be comfortable for him is if i'm doing good is i'm comfortable he's mm-hmm. he's, he's okay same That's, my mom too so, uh, but I, I also don't believe, of course, everyone else, I want to buy my dad the biggest car in the country. I want to buy my dad the biggest house. And to make sure he's comfortable. I want to do all the stuff in the future. But I'm never on that pressure, though. I'm not saving yeah, money to buy my, my father a car. No, mm. not at all. I would rather first buy my girlfriend's cars before mm-hmm. I buy my dad. Because oh. my dad had time to drive really? his cars. Yes, my oh dad my had time to drive his cars. My <laughs> dad had the time. No, I don't know. I don't know, but my dad had. Hey, you don't know. You don't. You never know how relationships ma- materialize. I, I personally did to see what happens because I don't expect to fail or win or what. Or what. Um, plus, my first first ever serious relationship showed me just one thing that because my partner kept insisting that they didn't ever focus on being married or getting engaged and yet I had all the potential to do all that. But since it was not on their mind. I was like, okay, we're just living until these things happen. That is, again, why I feel like so much about life is about luck. Things happen. People get married. Because you don't know. People disappear even on wedding days. And oh, my God. Yeah, yes. and it's always hilarious and sad. It's, it's <laughs> just <laughs> weird how it happens. But if all that is happening, yeah, it to me, it's, it drives back to that luck thing. Mm. If you're not lucky enough, you get it enough. It's, it's just that with life. So yeah, uh, what do you think is your purpose? You as Sharon, life, how do you, what do you think you live for? Put from the seven, of course you save for mm-hmm. a better life, yeah. What do I, that's a hard question. I've never thought about it. Yeah. What do I live for? I don't have an answer to that. I'll be honest. I've actually never sat down. I'm actually, those people who don't think too much. Like I live in the moment. And I, I feel it's a bad thing because it has even affected my relationships. I think it's a good thing because I'm exactly that person. Mm-hmm. And it never, aff- I don't know. I don't know if it, yeah, maybe it has affected me and stuff. But also I have such a positive mind that personally I never look at anything bad around me. Sometimes it's so bad that I would, I don't know, I would, um, I'm supposed to think maybe, I like to think, I want to be a better person every day, a better human being, treat people nice, do what. But then I so much live in moments that, I never focus on anything negative around me. I have grown up with such a positive attitude. And it has gotten me where I am. It has gotten me to whatever office I've wanted to get in with, I don't know, connections or not. It has been me. And to me, that's that's the other thing. It's 
living in the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but my purpose... I feel like we should all be in position to help someone because me have been helped a lot Mm -hmm. by the people that the healers you've spoken about those Mm -hmm. are like my mentors those Mm -hmm. are people who are making sure that i want to cross that to someone else so even with this just the podcast and all this equipment Mm -hmm. my goal is to just work with creatives Mm -hmm. who don't have connections i am working with people from all parts of the world urban what but people maybe who have been cheated by tv and they can just start their channels I'm just willing to do that. That is like my purpose. Feel like get anyone that I could add some value to and give them that value without monetizing it. Because I realized, tell you what, as an influencer, because I used to consider myself an influencer as well. My journey was even when I was my lowest, I could still get a client who would get me out. I would still get a client who I'll get a 20 million deal off. Like just build with apartments, do the website, do what. And so how these opportunities come to me is exactly how I'd want to pass them to anyone give her, I interact give her with. Give helping hand to someone. Exactly. I be, you actually do believe in being kind to someone. Yeah, like, of course, kindness never really you, runs you know out of style. You say, um, uh, I've never, I thank God I don't have rude friends. Like I've never, I don't think there is a friend I can pinpoint and be like, when we go out, he or she is rude to the waiters. I, I love to believe my friends are really kind. I feel like if you're but, kind But to being someone, rude to the waiters mm-hmm. is... That's actually rude. A yes, person could actually rude. be having a bad day. I, uh-huh. There's, there's one thing you should know, Sharon. But, but please first finish that. Okay. Point so I, can get it <laughs> um, I thank God most of my friends are really kind. Yeah. Like, I think it's because they support me a lot. So they're extremely kind. Like, I believe if you're kind to someone, you could improve their day. If you know how when kids are, if you're when you're in jam, um, you see those people. Yes, they could be scamming someone, mm. and you give them money. But I feel every time I see someone give them money, it makes me so happy because I'm like, you've eased someone's burden. There are people who are fake, but then there are people who are actually looking for money. There's actually no good or bad. Let me just in that very example. Mm-hmm. How would you feel mm-hmm. if, um, let's say, there's a fundraiser for a cancer patient? Yeah, then there's. How would you feel if a corrupt government official, you'd publicly know that this person stole money for HIV patients, but then gets 20 million that day on a fundraiser for mm-hmm. a fundraiser that needs 25 million and gives 20 million to that fundraiser? How would you feel about that person? Would you think they're kind? Yeah, that's, a, that, that's not, not but the person. Stolen money. That's not the person. The, yeah. the gesture. It's a kind gesture. I'm talking about the gestures, okay. Okay. Yeah. not the person. The gestures. I think people should go out of their way to, uh, to be. To have kind gestures going on, mm. so that's such a kind gesture. The person could be not kind, but that was such that's a, such a genuine thing to do. Okay, all right. Yeah, if you do it from your heart, not for publicity. So, would you cancel this person? Uh, Cancelling is a long stretch, to be honest. Yeah, I've seen you cancel people online. And that I was necessary. I totally agree <laughs> with you, even if I don't agree ex- with you. <laughs> you don't agree with me. It was really necessary. Yeah. Um. Let's even go back. How is your life as an influencer? How do you find the influence marketing thing, the personality? It has and opened stuff? so many doors for me, to be honest. Yeah. Right? So many opportunities. What? Um, who's an influencer? Let's let's let's. Pesha Humoza is an influencer. Yeah. Pesha Humoza is an influencer. That's so the first person. I'm, I don't actually feel I am an influencer. I, I feel I don't deserve the title. So I who is an influencer? Like in the description. An influencer is someone who. Yeah. When you see them use a product they are marketing, you want to use it. See, I used to do my nails from home, like a saloon near home, like I just walk. But 
her nails used to look like pish nails. It looked beautiful. And she's a, it's why I changed salons to uh there is a salon in Tinder. Yeah. Uh there is a hotel called Hotel Number no. Five. So you were influenced by Pesh yes. to change your salon guy. Yes. She influenced me to like some hotel. An influencer is someone who actually puts a ma- uh, sorry a product in your face and you want to use it. Right. You're, li- you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to go here. So I said she's is the one. She's a, okay, not the only. She's the influencer I know. Mm. Someone who pushes you to want to use a product. She pushes you to love a brand. Yeah. So I feel. Influencing has uh, opened so many doors for me. It has exposed me to many people, met very many people. Um, my internship, by the way, I got it through influencing. I, it, it has opened very so many how doors. how about, uh, I don't know, if, if probably you had seen what Pesh had done mm-hmm. to the five-star hotel, mm-hmm. how about um, you carrying that influence mm-hmm. and taking it, because now you, you, you cut out business am. for the salon, pass, for, for your guy. Mm-hmm. Someone that was loyal to you, probably you were going to them even when you didn't have money and mm-hmm. they still did your nails. But the minute you saw something online, mm-hmm. you changed your attitude about it. Oh, the it. shift was also because I had, the salon was yeah. in Entebbe and now I work in Tinder. So I can't go to the salon in Entebbe. All right. So when I was looking for a salon nearby, it's the easiest. It's just like a one kid <laughs> from my workplace. But generally it was influenced because of fish. She's so influencing has opened all these opportunities yes. for you. Yes, I've met yeah. different people, intelligent people. I have people who have motivated me. I've made so many friends. Yeah, all the opportunities I get for more work, um, more companies. It's because of when they say networking is important. Mm, so yeah? in this case, influencing is the same as networking, but online. Because I do have friends mm-hmm. who are networkers and they make money, lots of money. Mm-hmm. Of just knowing someone, they know someone. They, they're very networking is such an inspirational thing that mm-hmm. you get where you dreamed of getting just by by knowing people. And you know, influencing in Uganda is okay on Twitter. Is yeah. a boy is well, it comes from networking. To be contacted, someone has to recommend you. But don't you think that's in a very case. very bad thing because then it's uh, actually not. If someone has seen your work yes. and you have delivered and you're good at it. Yeah, because if I'm asked, whom do you think can deliver? Right. Yeah, I give this person because I'm a hundred percent. You know, Mugi. Yeah. He delivers so much. Chris. No, uh, not Mugi. Mugi, Chris. Yeah. Mugi blogs. Oh yeah, yeah sure. He delivers so much. Like those are people you recommend because you know, they will deliver. Mm. It's not all about Ososola. No, 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 no. It's because you know this person is going to deliver, like what the client wants. So when you're recommending, you recommend people who are going to. So let's look into the real influencing now online. Mm -hmm. I I, I personally feel how it's done. And tell you what, I've been an influencer before as actively influencing in 2017, from 2015, 2016. I don't think I'm getting the stats wrong, but I was up there as any any brand wanted to work with me because I I used to make that noise online. But that type of strategy is, is to me, in my opinion, is very wrong because trends die out. Mm -hmm. At some point, I had one... I had a juice company that one was selling the topmost on Uganda's online marketplace. Then two, it was still, I had a league that associated with the juice. It was still where, like you see UOT guys, was still the most attended to event in that time. Mm-hmm. But because trends change and people don't really, that's the thing with influence. Uh, it's a bit plastic to me right now. Mm. It's running to hashtags and just 
treating and what that's just not enough people don't go out there to like meet the people research. and get to know about products and maybe get really affiliated into them um i'll tell you for example um bellwether apartments their digital marketing strategy uh, had influences on it where we we through parties and people and it has worked mm -hmm. yeah but you've never seen a hashtag online mm -hmm. but Snapchat was yeah, I believe it, stuff. it should be natural. I actually yeah. don't believe in hashtags unless it's like a uh, World Health Day so that people can look at it easily. I believe also people should have a niche. Like, if you know you're glam, me, yeah, I'm 100% sure I'm really good at tour and sorry, travel, yeah, because you love pictures travel and so stuff. much. So it will be more authentic. I don't even have to use a hashtag, I would it would be more because I love it so much and I feel if you're genuinely happy. People can see it. So if you love what you're doing genuinely, and it can come out. If no, right now, if I had a travel agency, there's a there's a buzz of travel nets right now online where mm -hmm. they're, they're into a mix. How would I how would I approach you as an influencer to get mm -hmm. on board? Do you come to the travel agency with your plan and tell them that you know what, you guys, look, um, I have these numbers, I have these people following me, I have all these people interested in what I post. Mm -hmm. If I go on a trip with you, this is what I'm going to bring in return. Mm -hmm. Or, guy owns the travel agency comes to you because they have seen you make noise for the last trip you made in Ginger, and then they give you another trip. Is that how it works? Um, I would prefer if someone came to me and pitched to me. Not you as the influencer. Uh, no, I'm afraid actually of shooting my shorts. What I, for business anything. as well? I, as I told you, I fear failure. I fear being told no. So shooting my shot better is so hard. Yeah, so I... But you know, I fear is such a very weak emotion that, you know, the more times you fear going mm -hmm. out there, like now your brand, if you if you approached companies with your mm -hmm. own strategic plan and told them that, you know what, I have all these numbers, I have all this stuff going on, I have been posting about my... if I don't know your deal with Kempton Safaris, but any other guys, mm -hmm. I have this. I feel like you're in such a better position to negotiate a better deal. Yeah, you are in a better position, but if they said no. You move on to the next one. No, it's no, just no. Yes, I know that, you. That I know like, you. I know you move that is on. Like but I hate girlfriend. I, I, I hear. I hate noise. Yeah, they All just right. put me down. So I would rather wait for a company to come to me. I I'm sure I'm going to. I'm going to develop mentally, and yeah. I'll reach a point whereby I can pitch myself. To, to I'm still company. learning. Yeah. I have people who motivate me and tell me push yourself. Like don't settle for less. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm going to reach a point where exactly. I can push myself. The don't settle for less thing is besides it just being a statement. Yeah. Okay. You also need to define your worth before you call it less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, yeah, I, I feel like, and I have personally approached you to influence. I wanted you to get on B Corp. So I've been talking to my team all about it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, we need to find a way her personality really gets about into the podcast and the step one is you coming onto the podcast yeah. and it's going to be very good yeah so to us to me again um i think the whole new chain of the new influencers online mm -hmm. um just jumping numbers and, mm -hmm. and you know right now it's very easy to tweak numbers yeah mm -hmm. if you want facebook numbers you can pay if you want twitter numbers you can run bots and guys who are doing software engineering right now can run i can i know you can get six bots quoting the same content and just driving traffic to your mm -hmm. account. Plus, there's a lot of catfishing, yeah? Yeah. So we, we have a lot of people that go and get very beautiful women online and mm -hmm. then run profiles yeah. on them. So they get numbers and after turn these accounts into 
real accounts. Real accounts. Mm-hmm. Because they have to present numbers to their what? To their people, to their clients. Mm-hmm. Which means that me as the client, if I am paying this particular amount of money to get influence, I am get I'm being sold a fake deal. Yeah? Because mm-hmm. all the people someone is advertising my brand to are actually fake. They're not even interested in the person, so there's no real influence. You, uh, you know they are influencers for particular which is why you should know that this influencer is good for this this influencer is good for this this influencer is good how for do this. you tell that is yeah, there like a portal where we can find influencers no <laughs> no no yeah. but you know serious influencers actually have their interests on their bios have you read jude's bio jude mugabe yeah and i don't remember it but yeah i know I'm that sure jude I, is a very serious yeah, influencer sure i've started my interest. with him i mm. think Pesh interests are there yeah you just look at, yeah you ha, you look at people who are depends what you want to market lifestyle travel business banking anything you notice yeah mm. for example um sorry someone called david or something if you wanted something political yeah anything lawyer like i'm sure you'd go or something you would go to him because he understands I think you need to get influencers. How do I know where mm-hmm. to go to them? Because now, see, um, again, you like... You ask. That's where I need Right now, if I'm looking in. for an influencer for my podcast, mm-hmm. how do I know who to get? You ask. That's where networking comes in. You'll be like, whom do you know has a high IQ? Who is going to understand my podcast? Who is going to... When he puts it out there, he's first going to listen and actually is interested in the content. All right. Yeah? You network and ask. Of course, I would recommend someone like Akor Ernest because he's a podcast person. I know he listens uh, to podcasts. And personally, I don't even know that person. Oh, him. Um, he works for Kawama Sports. Oh, no, I know him. Yeah. yeah. He's a podcast person. He listens to podcasts. Like, Actually, when he told me to do research, he had told me he had listened to your podcast. Yeah, like, I, I remembered seeing him in the feedback I was getting. Yeah. You look for people who actually take time off to listen to your podcasts. You ask around there is someone who always knows someone who listens to your podcast you can't go wrong networking is actually key so networking influencing in your case that's something yes because there is someone you're going to find someone who is good at something based on someone's reviews actually i believe in trying something based on someone's review i'll try it something given a positive review. well the reviews tell you the, the reviews are a bit uh, when you meet some people uh-huh. about me mm-hmm. they'll, they'll tell you that guys will do this mm-hmm. I, I have recommendations from people mm-hmm. and then i have people who would give me a bad review because of my experiences with them they'll mm-hmm. tell, oh, no no you can't open yes experience is subjective like some people actually go ahead to give a bad review because of how they felt about what i've said online mm-hmm. and that is to me that is very unrealistic because uh, i mean this the application clearly says what's happening before before twitter changed to what's happening it was what was on your mind mm-hmm. what is on my mind is not the reality of my life and i don't know how you differentiate that because as i've seen you post a lot <laughs> you post a lot of your pictures online i don't even know you know the effects of all this stuff you post uh-huh. a lot like this your status has about 24 things running in one minute yeah yeah so yeah. how how is this for you how is it like for you i is believe i'm a happy person and i put it out there honestly i don't believe in hiding things by the way i have a problem with secretive people yeah, yeah? so when i'm happy i feel like everyone should be should see your it. happiness should not only see do you ever it, think about the it. effects of sharing information online do you do you know about any of yeah i know i know that the adverse effects but of course there are some things you don't sh- you don't share personal things online there's some things no, but, but the more share. you share the more the more the internet now tries to understand your personal life. Because and they'll still get lost. I, I'll tell you what. Um, I've been to a meeting. I've met someone and they said, they were talking about Lydia Jasmine. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, oh, she has posted five pictures in the last five hours. 
that means she has something wrong going on. Let me call her. And usually they're right. Spot mm-hmm. on when someone is doing all this because that the greed um for is it gratification and yeah, I get your point. You validation, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, validation. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. if you posted a picture and it didn't get a like, would mm-hmm. you feel bad about it? No, you don't know that because it has not happened. It has, it has. By the way, when I post a picture, it's not to get likes. Yeah, I'm and I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, let's say I'm um, advertising for someone's. No, no, I'm saying your pictures because of course I fall. Yes. I know, I yes. know that when you're advertising, actually, what happens with no, you or when out. you're advertising? All right. Let's say um, posting someone's. T- I've ever actually ever bought a T-shirt from someone, no. and I posted, and it didn't get likes, and it wasn't a big deal. You get it's just a picture. Anyway, I have this mentality of it's just a picture, really. Actually, on my WhatsApp, mm. I don't have critics, so I can't see who has viewed my status or not. Actually, my WhatsApp. I post you for you myself. don't. I usually people who hide to see. Mm-hmm. I exactly people who are seeking for validation because now you do not That's want to know. By That's the way, I have a problem with people with stereotypes. <laughs> no, I don't have any stereotypes. I'm, I'm having let this let conversation I, with how I understand let me tell you the why internet I don't have and how tics. it works. I find yes. blue ticks messy. I find them. They make the chat untidy. I can put them on, but they are really, really extremely messy. So I don't have, I've not had them for years. Mm. From actually when, like, uh, VAC, from 6 VAC, I've never had them. If I if I actually put on my WhatsApp, blue ticks, it's to show that I've ignored you. I don't have them because I find them, they make that chat messy. But and then I'm as an influencer, honest. you need metrics. Uh, in one of the things, mm-hmm. in one of the things I do, mm-hmm. is if there's a party that runs here, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that the organizers, management of Bellweather is going to go and look through my Snapchat. I have to send them that, you know what, I've gotten 200 people viewing my Snapchat. That, because that's that's Snapchat. Mm. I don't really do a lot of advertising. Same goes to WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Uh, I, no, personally. I've sold, personally, I've sold my spaces to, mm-hmm. to companies. I know that what I put on my WhatsApp has to directly... It's an advert. If it's not my podcast, then it's 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 someone's advert. I don't I don't really put my personal life anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is not because I'm scared of people or what no, I believe my ego is up there of where you can't I don't think someone on the internet who is hungry in their home can tell me how to live my life. For a fact. I've I've matured to that level where I personally don't care what anyone thinks. And this I, I remember posted about Ara Kelly and he's a monster just like everyone else. I posted about but because the time I was listening to his music, what I was Water listening around. to mm-hmm. was making sense to me. So and I was tweeting what was happening, yeah? To in my moment then. So Ara Kelly is a good musician, everyone what he has done is so bad and stuff, but that is for God to judge. Mm-hmm. That is not for me to judge. That is for everyone to judge. I think it's for God to judge because there are lots of people doing weird, reckless stuff, yeah? That that's that's for us to judge and cancel him to be honest. Yeah, then th- and that's on everyone who did that. But I'm saying, you get in a position where now, because if we censor everything, if we do what Twitter did to Trump, yeah, we'll not have anyone tweeting. We'll have, we'll only have you influencers tweeting and telling mm-hmm. us about you are his next project. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll not have our lives. There will not the whole, the whole purpose of the social platforms will to be. To speak defeated. your mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's speak your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but now we have reputational calls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and effects. apart from if you're attacking people, if, if I woke up in the morning and I was attacking a minority group, it would make sense. That would be bad. I, I cannot wake up to make people feel bad. But if I am speaking my mind, that is very different because of how I feel like to someone. I don't feel like anyone has a right to cancel people. Oh, actually, people do have a right to. You, let me tell you, 
everyone i have this mentality of everyone is allowed to do what they want you can block me in the morning if you wanted that's your choice it's you it's for your men- of course i'll be like why did this person block me but then i think about it and i'm like it's honestly your personal choice yeah everyone has a right to do what they want you can cancel actually me i will cancel rapists anytime anyone you're allowed to cancel yeah. anyone all right kelly you i've can also cancel seen him. You, you you go ahead and cancel their friends along the line uh, see, i don't that think that's a topic tricky. i can talk about yeah, right now i'm not sure whether okay. the party involved would be comfortable with that's me okay, but we're but, not even gonna go, but go there but you're allowed to cancel whoever you would want to cancel um you're allowed to to do something for i feel like mental health is actually very important by the way so if something is going to ease your mental health then do it if it means cancelling someone if it means blocking someone yeah. if someone is busy i agree on, on that i agree now yeah. in your journey as an influencer um do you have do you have specific careers or opportunities you have your life has been redirected into from where like you started you didn't even tell us yeah um school. Uh, when i finished campus last year i was looking into jobs so i actually did consider doing social media as my main source of income my main job yeah and because i did quantity surveying so I considered doing quantity surveying as a part-time. part-time. Yeah. But then I figured quantity surveying is what I've always done. Yeah. So, and I had spoken to someone and she had told me if I was actually serious about digital marketing, I would have to actually do a course, maybe at Moves or something. And I didn't, I honestly didn't feel like doing it. So I would rather I do quantity surveying as a main and then maybe, because I want to do a master's in it. So digital marketing has opened so many opportunities because that's how I got my internship. That's where I get my side jobs. I've done a few certificates. I have met people who have given me opportunities to manage their company accounts. It has really opened so many opportunities for me, actually. So um, because definitely we are in a world where just one phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you a story. Um, in 2016, I spent... Intentionally, I spent most of that time fighting a breakup I had gone through, yeah, as, as trying to see how I get out of it. And I just got one phone call like this from a friend I had worked for. I'd, uh, I'd given them my best shot, so they gave me one recommendation, and I had lunch with someone who then opened great doors for me all through. So just one phone call, really. Do you think you have the faith to wait that out, or no, you consider to do what... You had studied for because one you had to impress your parents that's what they know you're doing to uh you did you do any math because i feel like your career on the internet could boom off if you specifically concentrated on that and if you knew how to like present your worth and stuff like that would, there's so much money into the new world the new era of world yeah. the youtube world is there's a lot of money it's fastest growing world that's making the most millionaires because of course the eyeballs make money everyone is into the media world makes money i didn't have that faith actually something else uh, I felt a nine to five was safe because you have this constant salary coming in. Yeah. Yes, it. And nine to five is safe. I, it's, if, if yeah, I that's get, one of the reasons I couldn't do because you know social media. Going but you can get nine to five social media. No, no, no. Okay, what I meant is having something I studied for. I would yeah. have this constant salary every month as long as I met my boss's goals. What did you study for again? So Quantity surveying. So, have you always wanted to be a quantity surveyor? No. As I said, I live in that moment. Do you know how I chose QS? Yeah. Um, I looked, I did PEM in high school. So when it was time to choose courses, everyone was choosing engineering. And I find, I, I find it so boring. And I find everyone, I hate doing things. So you were not guided. You, you, 
you, I just looked you at followed the paper. your ego and you know what feeds Not you ego. eventually kills you. Know you actually don't have an ego. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> on God. <laughs> and being because now, how do you do something because a lot of other people have no, chosen no, no. to do something? I, I, I refused to do it because I felt everyone was doing it and I didn't want to do it because of that. So when I looked, at, I looked for something I didn't know, something I felt I could learn on job, something unique. And I chose quantity surveying. It was a new thing on the list because I was electrical, civil, yeah. mechanical. Yeah. Then I looked down on the list and I saw quantity surveying. I was like, oh, you I can just take this. Wow. That and I ran with it, yeah. I mean, and everyone was like, it's such a hard course. And I'm like, really? It just needs you to read, yeah. It's how I went with it. And I've gotten a degree in it. It's actually a good job, yeah. I like, I really love my job, by the way. It's flexible enough for me to do something else. Um, apart from when you have, there are times when you have busy days. Yeah, just and, like yeah? another job, yeah. But then I also have enough time to do my side hustle. I look at social media as my side hustle. Um, you... We, Overall, in our chats, we've spoken about you um, hassles of finding a job and unemployment. But it looks like you're really comfortable in your job, and it's not been a year with it, right? As you said, how before, is it? Yeah. It was luck. I looked for jobs. You look for jobs. Yeah. After campus, you want to talk about that process? Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Campus? Um, after campus, do you actually during campus you're worried, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Your parents are telling you, um, find a job, find a job, at least get experience, even if they're not paying you. But you know you need to be paid because you have expenses as a person, yeah? Mm. So unemployment was actually a th- I had, as I said, fear. Like, I was so stressed. I used to go for interviews. Actually, the first job interviews I did um, weren't for quantity surveying. They were for social media But management. you do not have qualifications. You don't have them as No, I just have a, what do they call a transcri- don't have transcript. So how come you want so much pressure? I don't mm-hmm. know if it's how it is with everyone else. I think it was peer pressure. Your yeah. friends are getting jobs. You feel bad sitting home as your friends find jobs. You are stressed. Okay, not stressed per se, but you feel bad when your friends are working. That's right, that's right. You're home. You're stressed. No, no, I wasn't stressed. Yeah, I was just... You were stressed. Yeah, yeah I wasn't stressed. my friends I are working and I'm not, I'm stressed. For real? No, I was just... What's the word? I was... I w- you feel sad. Yeah. You feel like you're being Side left distress. behind, yeah? Exactly. I used to hear these stories growing up. Your friends are going to find jobs, they're sitting home. And I actually felt it at a point, yeah? Um, I first applied to... Am I allowed to mention the company? <laughs> I applied to Self Border for their social media management. Halfway through the interview. I actually cried during the interview because the man was so tough. What? You cried in the interview? Yeah, because he was so tough. I, w- I just broke down. Then he was like, I'm so sorry. Do you want us to repeat the interview? And then I came back again. And halfway through it, I realized I actually don't want to do this. Like, I realized I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do that job. So now I went back to square one. And yeah. I was like, I want quantity surveying. So I just started applying, applying. Till a friend um, sent me to apply for a current job I'm at. Then I applied for it. But that's when I decided to do quantity surveying as my mainstream and then social media later so for for the people that will listen to you how do you how would you advise them to go through the process of not having a job while their friends have jobs your time is going to come i believe everyone has a time you what were you doing to keep your sanity in the process of finding the job how apart from of course because according to your social media you're a happy person anyone that was there yeah, but usually people, happy people, the guys that make us laugh are never happy. Um, That's not true. It's true. Um, as I'm going to keep mentioning this, I have a strong support system. A strong support. Like, I can, 
I get I'm a very moody person by the way extremely but then I have what to does speak. that mean like nigga like nigga mangu I'm a short tempered person and I'm moody I can just be there and my mood changes yeah just like that just like that naturally I sometimes I think it's a girl thing but that's not an excuse so I have friends who can be like why are you being angry they make me see reason mm. yeah and then sometimes they tell me to just accept like it could be an like ovulation or your mood actually girls your moods can change because of your psycho mm. so it could be also that so you understand I'm I'm feeling sad because I'm ovulating or Do something like that does your mood ever change as someone that is giving the internet a lot of your life does your mood ever change when your metrics don't match up let's say you posted a picture mm-hmm. and didn't get 10 likes remember i told you it's just a picture and i'm being honest nothing changes about no. it you don't the only it. time i was really mad about social media yeah. there was a time i went to ginger yeah. first time with kempton and then i took a picture and my pa- my pants are like that so people made a big deal out of it i don't think you saw that picture yeah, i don't know i was uh on one knee and then people made a big deal about that picture and it ruined my day like i broke down and the captain guys kept telling me it's okay i'm so sorry they dm'd that guy funny thing this guy came to apologize to me and i honestly don't want to know like he apologized i'm sorry then i was like i honestly don't he's the one person i don't want to talk to yeah that's the only time like i was really stressed about social media But then other times I'm like it's just social media. So don't you think incidences like this um I've had a very like reckless pictures on me uh, between a girl's thighs. I don't know if you've seen it, I don't know if you've seen. No. It. Um it bothers me but then funnily I put it out there myself so it mm-hmm. doesn't really bother me that much cuz I again put it Yourself. but I don't because I understand um trends change and things change so the <coughs> the ma- the longer I've stayed on social media I've understood that the principal one to keep your sanity on there is just do you and know that everyone is on their own there you don't know the people I don't pretend to know people apart from the ones I personally know like like I would not attack you because I personally knew yeah. met, met you at Constantine as well I'm saying you can just even if I'm going to tweet to offend you mm. it will I'll still not carry that burden let, let me say because you're a woman and I tweet something offending all women in general because before i treat probably a woman as a specimen of right down here just like a man could piss you off. so i don't have that pressure on me because i believe the same ego that lifts people like you see how people when you get numbers you feel happy that's a given it's constant when you put something out there and it blows up you feel happy about yeah. it yeah but what happens if you don't is what people don't really look into and it's very 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 hurting because it Social media gets people depressed because of how people are living okay, their lives. Okay, let me give you so an how, example. Yeah, how are you living that? Do you remember the time when there was a joke going around when Kamali was posted and looked yeah, at three girls? Yeah, yeah. Everyone expected to me uh, to expected me to be angry, but I wasn't because it was so hilarious. Like, so I told it's just social media. Actually, I had this mentality. Did you post him while dating him in the time? No, Kamali and I are just very mm-hmm. good friends. It yeah, was he's so a friendly fun. person. Yeah. yeah. And a person has at uh, sorry at a point has like is he going to take it seriously? Would he be sad about would he be stressed about it? But he wasn't. On my end, it's just I don't even know that girl. To be, I don't know that girl. I know happy because happy quoted after me. Yeah. But the girl, I don't even know her. I just knew Kamali and it was just for fun. And then it blew up and everyone was making noise about it. It reached so many people so many people were sending it to me making noise about it and Honestly, you would expect me to be stressed, but I wasn't because it was, as I said, it's just social media. Yeah. yeah? There are things you do and they will 
there are lines you don't cross, like the guy I told you about. But more, I normally look at most things as it's just social something you would expect me to get angry at. Just social media, unless yeah. you cross particular lines. What I, lines are there to be crossed? Um, if case? you invade my privacy, if I feel you have invaded my privacy, like that guy I told you about, that yeah. was that was, that's crack. Right. Like, there are some things you don't come at. Like, if you posted a picture of me and you zoomed in, like maybe my butt crack, that's that's a line you don't cross. Um, I believe in body positivity. I don't believe in body shaming. And yes, all I don't that. believe in body shaming or something like that. So I feel like if you actually. But you know how body shaming works mm-hmm. is. If I woke up in the morning and said, I remember I used to wake up every morning and just randomly tweet. If you're fat, go to gym. That's rude. That is not rude. You, okay, it's some people are not fat intentionally. Like exactly. They could have underlying health issues. But you see, yeah, with how the internet works, is you don't stop eating food if you get offended. Yeah. So Arnold, you know, it says so much about you, the individual. If you come online, and because there's lots of people, there's some guy who has not eaten food, there's a guy who's in too debt, there's a guy who's probably in prison, there are people who treat from prison. There's so much that's happening with the virtual world. It's just extending it just on one simple screen, yeah? So having your feelings amassed into a virtual world to me is very unrealistic. Mm-hmm. When you get mad over, because now it's a feeling, I feel like my fat friends, my fat friends, I tell them, I'll tell them that, oh, hey, hey, go to the gym because they're going to call me skinny. They're going to tell me I don't eat food. They could laugh, but they find that offensive. Yes, just, just, I I don't find, I find people who tell me, hey, hey, Corona, how come you don't eat enough food, things like that, why are you skinny? I I never get offensive. I'm like, ah, man, first of all, you're going to deal with your weight issues when you grow up. Me, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be dealing with any of those issues and stuff like that. But remember, we're all different. Yeah? Yeah. See, as I said, I look at, uh, it's, I look at Twitter. I'm referencing Twitter because it's what I use the yeah. most. Do you so use Facebook? Not so much. As I an influencer, there. doesn't that affect you? Because Facebook um, is where most does. businesses... No, no, no. I go there. I post occasionally. Yeah. But I'm not... And I go there to like moment and to read the stories. But I'm not as much on it as I am on other social media. Like I go there to like in the groups to see mm. like if I'm looking for something, I go there. But as I said, we are all different people, yeah? Yeah. Um, if how you react is different from how I react. I will look at Twitter as it's just the internet. It's just a tweet. Like I can tweet something about semi ex. Yeah. And you will find it offensive. Like yesterday I mentioned some clowning thing I did years ago. And someone asked me, why didn't you die with this to the group? And I'm like, it's just a tweet. Exactly. I, 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 I share that with you. There's when I tweet things that have happened in my life like 20 years ago and and someone would come, move on, or what? Yeah, heal. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that heal. Click. Like, move on, do what, heal, do what, and yeah. stuff like that. But I'm like, oh, no. I am probably... This is when I talk about my ex-girlfriend, and probably with another girl in that moment. But because I'm just tweeting, and now that I expect that, oh, boy, there's people that are going to be clowned mm-hmm. over this tweet, mm-hmm. I'll even do it intentionally. I'll probably put a name on a list uh-huh. and be like, okay, now for you, you're going to get worked up uh-huh. over something as simple as that. Uh-huh. How do you control this? How do you control to just keep happy with Me. everything that's going on? Is it because you have such a good personality and you, everyone that I met that knows you, knows that speaks of yours, yeah, being good going, they would want to be out with you and humble and stuff like that. That is feedback of me. I've not met so many people that know you. I've probably met five. 
but that is a good thing. It's it's like Jude Mugabe. No one says yeah. something bad about Jude Mugabe. It's like Hillary him, too. No I've one says something bad about Hillary. Like very angry. Never. It's like Simon actually. Simon, Simon. Mugabe Renner. The late? Yes, the mm-hmm. late. No one says, even if they, of course they've done some bad things with their lives, mm-hmm. but they have been to that level of life where they've lived every other day after, and that is what I'm also achieving and getting. Just being a better human being every yeah. other day to anyone around you. So, but then being a better human being also doesn't mean you don't have flaws. You of don't course, do everyone bad. has their flaws. Exactly. I've told you, I have my flaws. Yeah, but then I have this. Remember, I told you I have this mentality of if you do good, I, I actually fear, uh, and also I have this timid mentality. I fear being rude to people. Yeah, like I'm like, how will this person feel after? And because I'm like, if I'm rude to you, you're going to feel bad. I'm going to feel guilty. That whole process. Then that. Mm? Then that a very 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 difficult way to live because then it's no. easy to manipulate you. Yeah, it actually um I know I shouldn't say this but I'm easy to manipulate. <laughs> I have my friends know this wow. and when I always call I call them out I'm like you know I'm easy to manipulate and you use it against me you need to do better. Yeah. As I say, I have such beautiful friends they call me out for my flaws they encourage me they push me they console me they how talk to me. How do you handle? How do you how do you get into your f- clique of friendship? Like, how how do you get your friends? How do you make friends? How do you know that this person is now my friend? Um, I have different friends. I have on Twitter. I have from school. I have from networking, actually. Most of the friends I talk to every day are from Twitter and also from networking and also from school. Mm-hmm. Work, not so much, yeah? But I have such a large friend group. But I don't mix friends. Okay, I can mix them if they come for an event. Uh, but then sometimes I find it a little bit difficult to keep up with them. Because I have those friends, if you don't reply, it becomes a crime. Alright, how much money mm-hmm. do you want, would you want mm-hmm. to get off your social media if you had to wake up in the mm-hmm. morning? No Twitter, no Instagram, no nothing. You are Sharon. Let's talk billions. <laughs> so Let's that means you can't stay away this application. I can. No, because no, if I you can. want billions, mm-hmm. if I was giving you 100 million, would you quit? For how long? Is for, for good. Please, I'm that's not money. It can get gone like, like tomorrow. What if do you I'm mean to mean that's money? Let me tell you. I if you had 100 million right now to quit your Twitter, USD? Facebook, and you, no, no, UGX, a hundred. You wait. wouldn't quit your Twitter? No. Is your Twitter going to produce 100 million in the next 10 years? I can't quit it. Okay, how many plots of land can you buy in 100 million? Let's say you buy the... You know, real estate is interesting, but that is math Let's for another look, day. Now, I'm, ma- yeah. I'm making you see something. I love Entebbe. Yeah. I, was born, I, lo- I really want to relocate back. Yeah. And I love the lake. So, do you know how much a plot of land is by the lake in Entebbe? Can 100 million get me that plot? No? So I can't. No, it can't. Get me the money that can buy me a So, plot are you of land. saying the value of your life on social media mm-hmm. is... Is equitable to how comfortable you'd feel in mm-hmm. a house on Entebbe, mm-hmm. in a plot of land, and not really. Mm-hmm. But I want to, I want to judge it by that. Do you know? Do you know this means? You know what? Social really media makes me money. Yeah, and I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm giving you a hundred million cash up front. You can invest in Here, anything. hundred million, sis cent. but you know your social media has not produced a hundred million for what you if yet. What did sometime? But now. Uh, this is it. The offer is no. I'm giving you a hundred million to quit. You don't Six quit eight. because you're addicted to social have, media. Yes, I won't deny. Do you have do you ever think of But I do take social media breaks? How how long are these breaks like? Um I last took one during lockdown. 
because mm. I felt it was too much. Social media bricks are like people who say they have quit smoking and then no. okay, yeah, they get yeah, smoking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking sense. like every yeah. other guy that goes out every night. No, I'm done with the liquor. Mm-hmm. I'm done with everything. And but the next party comes through. But you know the you get? It helps you so much. It puts things in perspective for you. Um, when I do, I usually do them for like a week. Yeah. But then when I come back. I'm like, oh god, I'm back again. Like it's so peaceful. By then, I got off my all socials. My Twitter, someone was running it for me because I had active ads. Mm. My WhatsApp was completely off. You could only contact me through iMessage because there is no way you can get it off. Um, my Insta, nothing. I had uninstalled all these things. So it was just me basically reading books, taking walks, like just relaxing. And I felt so sad to leave it. When did you join social media? Actively, 2017. Actively, 2017. Actively. So all the years after 2017, you were still coexisting happily. Yeah, until one because you see, um, until the app started making it addictive because this is what they do. Mm-hmm. Their whole goal. I don't know if you've watched the social network. Their whole goal is to um, how how these apps work is of course they they, they want to have to control our attention mm-hmm. because they have to tax it through mm-hmm. the ads and the revenue mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, Facebook has to make sure you keep on the app. Its goal is to. Make sure that it brings all the Lugambo around you. Yeah. Uh, brings your sister's Lugambo, your brother's Lugambo, your cousin's Lugambo. It puts them in one circle mm-hmm. that you can just come into it. Actually, what happens is right now we don't even meet people. Uh, you can just DM someone who has lost their dad and mm-hmm. like, man, Chitalonyo, you write a whole poem. That's the beauty and, sti- and that is the bad thing because now you can't meet your friend mm-hmm. and they have lost their dad, but you're sending them a but whole poem. But you know poem. online support. But it's not, it's not it's realistic. Not the same. How I feel online, because tell you what, um, I, I once had a date online. I had dates, mm-hmm. like any other person. And these people who whose money I had want, I don't know, they were right to call me out online. So a chick came out like, hey, Karen, I'm going nah, she made a thread about it, like any other person. And it confused me so much. But then, the time it was happening, I could just switch off my phone. I... I stay with my friends in Chigoa, mm-hmm. all my friends. I could just switch off my phone, mm-hmm. then mix into another life, yeah? Mm-hmm. And don't care what is going on into my online life. Mm-hmm. And that is something that happens. I can just, it is not realistic enough. Like, me sending you a message when you've lost your mom and me coming, those are two different yes, things. Yes, they are two different things, but the beauty of social media is it bridges the distance. Let's say I'm in the West yeah. and you've lost your mom and you're in Entebbe. And I'm, it's, I'm unable to come. I'm just reaching out. You feel like, and you're important in my life. It feels so good that you have been there for me. You have actually reached out to like talk to me. And see, um, my birthday, um, I had a friend. She couldn't. She wasn't in Uganda. She lived. She, she didn't live in Uganda. But I missed her. So like, even when she was living, I was so sad. We're not going to talk in a while. Mm. And I had actually thought we had stopped communicating. But I thought um, she wouldn't be able to reach out. And then she reached out and she told me we haven't spoken in a while. We haven't. But I just felt she made my day. I felt so happy because I felt like we had lost this connection and it used to make me so sad. We never used to talk as often. But the fact that she reached out and now we talk more often, it's just so, it just makes me happy that she reached out here. So even if it's virtual, it still at least gives you that comfort that someone actually thinks and cares about you. But then um, it has also put in a group where it is just so easy for for us not to have the time of the specific time amount of time we should give the things that really matter. Yeah. Because yeah? yeah. it's so easy for me to reply to my sisters are in the background. Mm-hmm. No. My sister my family is here. So it's very easy for me to 
reply to someone and tell them, oh, hey, I want to come home on Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to... Yet it's not the same thing right now because it's easy for me to send the message than to actually go see my dad and tell, see what's up. I can just call and my life is off. I feel that is the bridge it has given us. Now, when it comes to someone like you that has... I'm not saying you're any different from anyone. Like You're just a social media person. I'm regards of you being an influencer so because you have to have a lot of your life in there. For you to get the deals and stuff, people need to see the numbers, need to see your activity. You can't be inactive and get the deals. So it takes away your natural human interaction with the world, yeah. which is more important. Yeah. You forget to understand what really matters. Don't you think that's a bad thing? Yeah, I think it's a bad thing. It's why you need to find a balance. If you know you have come... I actually find it rude if I meet you and you're on your phone the whole time. Yeah. Because I feel like those are precious moments. If you haven't seen me in a long period of time... I actually have this rule of if you're on a friend date or any date, I put my phone on the side and I put my phone on silence. I only pick up a few phone calls. I feel that's where you have to find a balance. Um, because I act- you're actually right. Um, mm. You find people, they have come to meet and everyone is in their phone. Given the event could be boring, that's understandable, but you always find a way. Yeah? The times when I have like so many friends around me and they're all on their phones and it gets disturbing. So... Like those days when I used to go out, I would collect everyone's phone and be like, bring your phone. You can, you know, there are those Twitter loud people, but in public, they, they're shy. Yes. So I would collect their phones and be like, give me your phone. You came to it, talk to your friend. So I would be the one in charge of the phones. The way that disclaimer, of, if they steal your phone, that's on you because you are on it, yeah? <laughs> so I feel right. like you have to create the balance. You mm. have to know that this person could die anytime soon. So give it your best, talk to them, interact. What motivates them? What drives them? What keeps them happy? They have taken time off their schedule to talk to you, so don't be worried about it. Isn't your mental health affected with what you see on social media? Because it's so easy, first of all, yeah? Mm-hmm. First, what it does, it, um, it takes away the interactions, but all interactions, yeah? There's, there's addictions there that are very bad. There's the porn addiction that is just brought by, by the fact that you always have your phone, yeah? Two minutes you're on Facebook and you can see a hot girl. So it's easier for you to go search for a hot girl online and masturbate of that rather than because you know the struggles going through the dating and, 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 and so it it lies to you that all this cannot happen. You can just get the end goal right direct. Yeah, you can see a hot girl and do stuff mm-hmm. like that. So isn't how does this work with your mental health when you see people post their lives, happy lives and all and, 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 and probably you want to be in Bali, you're a girl. Uh, you want your boyfriend to do what Cardi B and, and Offset are doing. You, you want you want all this lavish life because it's so easy. This is why you have people saying, um, if you can't do this, this one has set the bus so low or so high or what. And the life doesn't really work like it that. Doesn't. But people are, yeah. It's all about knowing. How do you maintain your mental health? Sanity. Number with one, social you, media. Curate, you have to curate your social media. And me, the way I deal with things is. No, no information is what. What's that saying? No news is good news. Mm. So if I don't see something, I don't know about it. So I mute things I know are going to trigger me. Also, I know, I know myself. I know my position. I know you're not so well off, but you're also not so badly off. So those people of the bar is so low. Of course, there are things like the person I'm talking to. There are things I'm like, can we recreate this? No, no. Um, the things you know you can do, yeah. you can have, and the things you can't have. I uh, don't you also think, um, in a way that, you see how 
it's very easy for you to get a phone call mm-hmm. talking about Nikes and your phone is selling a Nike ad on you. Mm-hmm. How AI does that? Don't you think it also sells us a wrong dream? Where now you have um, a 22-year-old boyfriend mm-hmm. who is right at still at campus, being given money by their parents, they're not working, mm-hmm. but because people your age brackets, mm-hmm. the guy that looks like you online has their boyfriend doing all this mm-hmm. stuff for mm-hmm. them, and now you'd imagine now in your head. Social media is banking real estate in your head for you to think that maybe this is what boyfriends are supposed to do at this time. Isn't it so much pressure? No, you have, as a, my mom always tells me, manye nakuyo. Manye nakuyo, that manye is very nice. I've also grown up uh, yeah. being told nakuyo. that. Manye nakuyo, we started with rich kids. Yeah. But my mom is from Sharon, also manavana bagag. So just work hard, everything will fall in place. So you might okay me those things don't move me to be honest you have to know your person mm. you need to know what you can do and what you can't do you're speaking do. like a relationship expert for someone I who has bet I am <laughs> <laughs> I've had my clowning days but that here would go on <laughs> but you have I don't believe in pressure I actually once dated someone who I felt expected so much I felt I was doing oh but it wasn't enough and that kind of puts you in a bad place because you feel like you're trying but this person doesn't appreciate and then you meet people sub- like and you're like this person sorry this person didn't push you and they just appreciate what you're able to give them yeah so you're supposed to know whom you're dealing with yeah um you should know my my person and this he's able to do this she's able to do this yeah don't put people under pressure because someone is you have to know yourself you have to know the people within your limit so you have to know what's their budget what can they afford what can they afford we are different people yes you're supposed to not settle but don't settle if and to anyone listening do not settle um you know how people can be in relationships and yeah. the guy is like don't tell your friends what what happens yeah because sometimes it's bad when no, you tell your yes, friends yes sometimes it's bad yeah. but people also being secretive energy. is not nice yeah how sure. else are you going to ad- identify abuse uh, again at the th- Tell you what, um, when it gets to things like abuse and what, these things happen. If your husband beats you up and you can't, t- okay, if your person is in, like Violent. emotionally, no, leave that, emotionally mm. manipulating you, you lose your self-confidence, you just, you start having scarcity mentality, you generally, you change, ochuka, you, you're not you, you, and you can't identify it, it's your friend who's going to tell you, man, Karen, you need to understand this person is not building you yeah. they are just making you feel bad about you need your friend to look out for you your friend is actually your keeper it's why i tell people always find genuine people but, but no um speaking of relationships on social media i have had two relationships mm-hmm. on social media very very big relationships one we even got a child of that mm-hmm. but they have also ended because of not because, not because they've ended because we're bad people and we didn't. We realized we couldn't be together. That's, mm-hmm. that's how things happen. But social media was a contributor into realizing that. Oh, now you know. One, in one of them, it was cool. We we met on there. People knew us on there and stuff like that. But in the other, is this person was now, in my opinion, as feeling like they were living for the gratification of what happens to the people before they even mind about because i could find about what my partner feels like because of the tweet they sent in mm-hmm. the morning get us in the same bed with them i'll be like oh i'm not happy yeah she's going to work i'm like oh fuck. now i'm finding this online yeah and it, it wasn't playing right in my mind i'm mm-hmm. like okay now this is very very i don't know it, i don't know that you've ever realized people in relationships actually tweet 
what's like how like how they really feel exactly you should so always. don't you think that is a very very bad thing social media brings yes and no which is why i'm you know how people can be like don't post your puzzle and people will weep. Yeah, people will still. In, where I come from, my father Let has a big loudly. problem with you posting just being out of the country. If he sees that you've traveled to Kenya and he sees it on Facebook, he has a very big issue with that. Than he has a, such a strong issue with that mm-hmm. than I don't know than killing someone. Privacy okay, that's aside, not right, but privacy aside and keeping your business on the low. Let people like let people do what they want. Really, let let don't censor people. But don't post your person. Yeah, because it ends in tears. You, sh- you know, oh no, first of all, that bad energy from people. Yeah, it d- I know. But of, of course, you have to post while censoring. Don't over put it in people's faces. But then also, don't tell people. But now, what's that? If you want me to post, you can, and then you, you don't want me to, because the metrics okay, work different. Look at it. I post a picture in the morning on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I can post the picture, then Instagram will decide to bring it back every after two days. That very picture. So okay, it's in people's um, faces. Let's, t- let's look at alcohol. Yeah. Um. When you're taking alcohol, uh, do you moderate it or not? Some people do, some don't. I, and speaking of alcohol, my friends are alcoholics, so I know you about what happens to alcohol. <laughs> yes. But um, let's, you know how people at a point uh, where like, people are witches, to be honest. That's and right. I, I don't think it's really fair. Like, let people post when they want. Yeah. But then it, it should also be done in moderation. At a point, go a bit. If what happens if we're dating today mm-hmm. yeah we date for the first month then we like ah, it doesn't work out i i find some other chick and she also wants me to post them mm-hmm. so i post them then remember i'm not even married i'm still about my dating life mm-hmm. don't you think the world is going to judge me that's, as that's the world that's the world do what makes you happy that's a vacuum Sharon. that is believing that Let me tell you, know, you the life has also, all these societal constructs and all this stuff yeah it's just according to your partner like if your partner tells you, both of you have, you know, relationships are all about compromise. Mm. If your partner tells you, I'm a private person, but you, you're a loud person, both of you are going to have to compromise. You will, you're going to have to, because um, I had a person I was talking to. Okay, I have. Let me stop lying. Um, he He's a private person and I am not so much. But we came to You want compromise. to put them out there? I'm you a want happy to MC person. So them. No, yes. no, no, no. Of course, I want to post like, the back of their head, like not show their face. Yeah. Why don't you want to show their face? Where the As sister? I say, in what, do you mean you, <laughs> what do you mean you want to post the back of their head? Oh, there are some pictures you can take like that. I'm but saying no, their suit on Monday and they're working and no, you let us know me. so that we stop could posting our time me. in your DM. See, and now it looks to. like I'm doing it for you, yet I'm posting for me. You get so you, you know, as I say, you have to moderate, you have to compromise. He's a private person, I'm not so much a private person, so you have to compromise and be like. Uh, you don't post all the time. You post occasionally. You you agree. By the way, I believe so much in communication. In really, you know, it's so easy for you to talk about. But communication. if you're lovers and you're insane, does it? Do you have to have a timetable that you know what? Post me at ten no, in this no, week. Then next week, not. post me at eleven Babe, on Wednesday. Strictly planned things like that eh? are a bore. Thank you, and that is the motion. I'm but telling you, you as someone, I've had two relationships on social media. Uh-huh. I, I, I believe this strong that it has. I've had a relationship on social media too, I, I but, that, but about that. you have but to communicate with your partner. You can post something thinking mm-hmm. it is good your side, and you find out that oh, it pissed off my partner, and and oh then you talk God. about it. And then what happens? You delete? No, talk about like. Now the problem is. <laughs> but remember, social media is a big part of our lives right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's how people live. People, people, people keep on their phones. It's how they do their business. So, 
if you have to censor what you have to post, mm-hmm. that means it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You can choose to just let go. Not, I believe when once you put the relationship on social media, it's going to end and die. That's what I believe. That's so many But then I, there are people who are married yeah. and they're happy. And they're happy. And they're, yeah, they're that, those are people who have learned to compromise. The Mulwangas, those guys. Yeah, those are people who have learned to compromise and know what works. I think I believe it's all about knowing what works for your partner and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, we. I will emphasize relationships are all about compromise and communication. If you post something and it hurts your partner. By the way, number one, tell them, I'm not going to delete. That's number one. Why? Why wouldn't you delete? You because that's me backing delete. down, please. No, that's exactly. What's wrong with backing down? Could never be me. See, the same ego that feeds you, the same it's one that kills ego. you. It's it is, not ego. That is ego. And you like say you don't have ego. That me. is ego. First time. No, but then, okay, you you talk about it. Mm. You, be, you be like, what made you unhappy about it? How can we work on this? But your communication is hard, eh? Talking yeah, about it stuff. And people don't like doing the hard things about life. People don't like gaming. They don't know. I, I, I once reading. read somewhere that the hardest conversations to have are the conversations you should actually have in every relationship. Friendship, romantic relationships, family Yeah, but you should also understand to have these conversations, you need to... Um, people people need time. It's a process. For mm-hmm. you to get your mental strength in, in a position where you can have certain conversations, it's hard. It's time. You need to know some things. You need to reef self-reflection and know that you know what i'm in this position because of this so mm-hmm. i need to probably talk about it i one of my relationships the only one i consider my relationship <laughs> i was very const very convinced uh-huh the person made the mistake mm. until i don't know how it happened but it came back to me then i started replaying the whole relationship down in my mind mm-hmm. from how we started how we're doing what went wrong and realized the mistakes on me but I was as convinced that this person was just impatient mm-hmm. and they are stupid and they don't deserve me. Until I realized that, okay, no, this is not how things are. But it took me some time to get to that level. I'd, of course, I'd read a lot. I'd read a lot of Mark Manzon. Everything is fucked. Seeing mm-hmm. how people are dealing with pain. Uh, there's another book. What's it called? It's still Mark Manzon. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. You should read yeah, it. Yeah, no, I have, I have received it. Book. I read like one page. So, and other, and other books from other things but not everyone gets to in that time so you could date me when i'm not yet in such a position mm-hmm. to understand things like i'm just living in the moment hey right time, wrong, got sorry, right person, wrong wrong time. Yeah, right person that's, wrong that's time. life that's life you can meet the right person at the wrong time and it's not you it's the universe you can't beat yourself about that it actually helps you grow someone likes to talk about character <laughs> development so mm-hmm. right person wrong time is good right. you learn as you said life has learning pain suffering so yeah, those things are just there to build you up mentally. So see, as you said, mm. you reached a time and you reflected and you learned. I hope you did apologize to the person. Yeah, a lot. I wrote a whole book apologizing. Uh-huh, and you communicated? Uh, they didn't communicate back because mm-hmm. they're in the position. But I know they will. We, we share a child together, so I know they'll be Yes, yeah, so they will. <laughs> but now, um, moving on. Are you a feminist? You're female. Yeah. I, def- I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't feel... Um, What's that word? Well read enough for it. I feel like I need to be really well read to understand it. But I think I want to believe I am. Why? I am not well read enough for it. I believe in feminism is all about um, equal rights for both boys and girls, right? Yeah. But then I'm not well read enough for it. I am moving towards that direction. I read books sent to me. I try to understand it. Yeah. yeah but you know, with information, yeah, mm-hmm. how you choose what. There's lots of information, by the way. Um, well written. There are people writing books with 
ngabaisawo byabwe so how you saying um i don't know i don't know i don't think i've seen people who are apparently worried mm-hmm. but the feminism they're representing is not, not something i want to be attached to uh-huh. but i believe i'm a feminist mm-hmm. i believe i want my sister here to mm-hmm. have equal rights as my brother i can't say so much about feminism feminism sorry because i am not well read and i believe i feel for me like i sharon to be to be a full i have to be well read i have to have sufficient knowledge mm. for it not to blunder not to kuisa obi yang yeah when i say me not trust really uh-huh me not trust me sharon i said if like a guy hasn't replied my text on time and it's I don't really mean it. Yeah. And but when I say men are trash and something like rape has happened, men are really trash. Um let me speak about the fact that to be honest, eh, I can't be in a room yeah. with a guy alone and I'm not scared. Like if we entered um like this building and you brought a friend like you, you you invited me and then you leave like a friend I've never met before and then you go out for like to buy a drink or something. I would be so uncomfortable. I would be actually not, I would be scared because I'm like this guy can lock the door anytime and do something bad to me. Like I don't it's sad that you can't trust you can't be comfortable enough in the presence of a man because guys can do anything anytime, yeah? yeah. So sometimes when I say men are trash and something has happened to my friend or something, I actually mean it because they are not sympathetic enough, yeah, to not to decide not to rape someone not to murder someone you know how in south africa there was a time where by they were killing women all that time mm. like for very for no reason actually do yeah? we uh, do we attribute the trashiness mm-hmm. of men mm-hmm. to just rape because mm-hmm. that's what no, no, i no, no, see no, no, because no. you see i read a story yesterday online where this chick met a fellow chick friend mm-hmm. just like you said leave them in a room this chick picked particular i don't know if you read the story yes i did read yeah. the story so Who isn't that it? trash mm-hmm. yeah that makes people Mm-hmm. trash because yeah? before we go into the whole women also rape men but that's mm-hmm. cliche mm-hmm. really it's the men doing all these outrageous yes, things it's the, the men most. beating the women mm. fathers raping daughters <coughs> pedophiles all those things i uh, know but there's a lot of there's a lot of big women having relationships with manipulating young boys right um, now being, what do they call them groomers yeah i don't know but there's a lot of that happening but because you know men are meant to be men at the end of the day men are not really that's still outspoken. you can't give that as we're talking the about women rules. now We're talking about women now. Yeah. We can invite somebody else to the podcast true, true, to true. talk for mommy I'm speaking for women. Yeah. There is some a lot of sexual violence, domestic violence. Um recently I was I, I won't go into race. Mm. But there is there are a lot of injustices against women. Yeah? See, I was talking to someone yesterday and I was telling them that opportunities offered to men are not the same. There is so much privilege by the way to towards women. men. There's like, so much privilege to women. Yeah, you guys get okay. 10 points at, at how many points do they add on your ACE? So they oh, give you some more points. <laughs> was get, exactly. Okay, was a wrong word to use. I feel like I'm not well equipped mm. to I'm speak about equi- feminism. Right, yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Let's I am not real read, but I would just say But you love the idea and you're part the idea. of the, the movement. I, I want to be part, I hope yeah, I get you to You want be equal rights for everyone. Yeah. I just want such to be well read enough too. for it, yeah. I'm still reading because I have my friend who sends me books. I read do time. you think to really be a feminist i don't because you see again to reading is something they must understand it yeah but how are you going to know that what you're reading is what you need to understand because they're popular feminists very well people who have come up with their own research and mm-hmm. history that chimandas that are being criticized mm-hmm. because of what they believe in and what they stand for sometimes of course it it never matches up people the research can be wrong this is why 
there's one COVID vaccine and exactly. Mm -hmm. But let's go away from the feminism bit. Let's Thank go you. to your campus life. Do you want to tell us about your campus life? <laughs> Who is yeah, Sharon at campus? campus? <laughs> your school life in general. Um, How do you study? You would think I spent most of my campus life partying, but that's not true. I actually read. I had. Yeah, I you don't do both. quantities of day without reading. Yeah, it needs you to. Do, imagine I told you. My timetable in campus. Uh, but there are very many ways of getting through campus. So I used to discuss. Imagine I told you three weeks into the semester, I would discuss every evening from five to seven. Every single evening. Every single day. Three sixty days a month. Yeah. Unless it's like Saturday or Sunday, even Friday sometimes. But I got through campus. I got through campus by discussing, and of course reading. I actually used. To no support. No, you having relationships with male lecturers to get marks because i have female friends who, mm -hmm. who do this and get marks and mm -hmm. i'm very okay with it because it's just life you get through it get a job the people employed my sister has a first class but she had a big problem with what getting a, a job uh -huh. she has a first class from some university in india mm -hmm. but that's how life works yeah so it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah a first class didn't guarantee that exactly. i remember my mom wanted a first class i was like <laughs> me i knew okay i've not i've from childhood i've not always been like cream de la cream um, nursery, yeah, they, 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 no. you know, being top in class is very, yeah. and I used to be top in class, my whole primary was top in class, but uh, home side body full of It's not plates. a big deal. Yeah. You know, parents put pressure on children, um, it's supposed to be the best, but yeah, uh, my mom actually learned it. I have a brother, a cousin actually, he's like a brother. Why does he talk so much about your mom and never say anything about your dad? My dad is, he's there, uh, he would come, I've, I've grown up with my mom, because okay. my that's parents that's are separated, so I use her so much for reference. My dad is alive, um. But it's all about, you know, basic needs, school, VSD, yeah. yeah? But interacting. My That's your mom. That's yeah. your mom is your person. That's why I relate to her a lot. That's right. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying, I really lost my train of thought. <laughs> but um, the point is... We're talking about topping class. Yes. Um, it was all about discussions, yeah? And also reading. I actually read a lot. Like, if you asked my I friends... I hate reading. Eh? Really? Yeah. Now, my course, you had to read. If you ask a lot, like I used to... Were you, you reading also friends, in high school? So you have the passion? High school, yeah. I had to read. I was in Budo for high school. So you have teachers telling you, and the Magunga girls and girls, the girls are reading, you're here playing in preps with the boys. So you have to read, yeah? I was actually a prep prefect mm. in my high school. In, in Budo, you can only be a prefect in A-level. Yeah. So uh, you had to tell children, go for prep. You go and take roll call. Then I was in bed by like 8.30 and I'd wake up at midnight, read till 7.30 in the morning, go take a call for prep, have breakfast, those in class. Seeing as you're from Budo, which is a very big highlight you bring up, don't you, we're going to go back into the social media thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think a lot, because King's is it's a top school, yeah? Yeah. It's uh, easily the biggest. I know that once you have the King's College mm -hmm. name on you, papers mm -hmm. it's easier for you that is a given that's a and stereotype it's, it's not it is it is not I've, i know a lot of examples of people get getting into stuff because of just king's college and i'm also from a g8 school but mm -hmm. i know that king's college is exceptional when mm -hmm. it comes to this but <coughs> do you think much of your influence has also been built because you're from budo yeah. and yeah right you know around i know i might get backlash for it but remember there was a time when 
there was this whole yes yes I, I want us to talk about the whole budo environment school environment it was hard being a budo girl yeah. is actually hard you're dealing with being an adolescent you're growing you're going through changes and you have all these boys bullying you you can't walk comfortably on stonewalk because boys are going to be like that girl is so childish look at her dress blah 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 blah. so you're so scared you're timid you try to grow you try to make friends people are talking about you i'm not saying it was all bad yeah. you learn um you learn to develop a hard skin you cry you laugh you it's bittersweet memories to be honest um Oliver is Oliver is actually pretty difficult. You're trying to fit in, you're trying to get friends to like you. It's hard. But A level, I think people change. People are now more mature. The boys have stopped being childish. Mm. Some have gone. New people come in. So you learn to live together. Your confidence builds. It helped me extra that I became a perfect. So my confidence built. But by the time you leave Budo, you have a thick skin. You've seen it. There is nothing boys can do that surprises you. There is a guy can't abuse you and you're like Oh my god, I'm so hot. No. Because that's what boys that do. That is how toxic the environment it's is. It's not toxic. Okay. That is toxic. <laughs> that is toxic. I might get backlash for this. No, you won't. But that is toxic. Like, we all have... It kind of is. Get. To be honest, yeah. O-Level is actually toxic for the girls. Let me tell you privilege in Budo. Yeah. Um, boys, uh, boys have it. I feel Budo boys have it. It's not a bad thing. I was talking to someone about it and they're like, I was saying in this way of... Boy, Budo, we are suffering. Why are the Budo boys suffering? No, yeah. I am just stating facts. See, in Budo, there is girls and boys, and if you've been to Budo, boys and can be like somewhere those ends and this side. Yeah. Budo girls this side. So you wake up, girls wake up in the morning because Metro wants to lock by six. So you wake up like at five thirty. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It yeah. helps you grow. Yeah. It gives you some value. The school program. Yeah. yeah so just know by six you have to leave house, and you have to cross pitch through the cold. To go to class because class is boys and yeah. meanwhile boys their houses are just here next to class so they just come in like this sometimes they don't even attend for they just go to me do you think this is something the school needs to change no it's genuinely okay i don't mind it. i'm just saying there were I, there were some i don't know how to say it do you feel that girls need to go through that to handle the world you don't have to suffer to handle the world you have to okay take this from me that okay to yes. handle the world you need to go through pain suffer olympics again exactly this is what the person told me yesterday yeah like the person will told me that it's like i was saying budo budo girls suffered why weren't i'm not saying it like that i'm just stating facts mm. this, this is, is what was happening this and you have no happening. problem with it you feel like personally it's a i have no I, it was a process you, because you got through it remember you're perfect yeah i got through it because it built me like it made me tough actually i feel like if you're in budo and you're a girl and you spend some you become tough you become there's some girls who couldn't maybe manage it. I have a friend who sh- she was always I don't I don't say bullied but the boys gave her a hard time. Yeah, I, rem- I remember a particular boy who used to laugh at her all the time. This chick didn't come back after Olivo and mm. I met her at campus in Africa and she was so happy. She, she it was a different disposition from what I've known. Like she was she was a funnier person <coughs> but lively outgoing getting all level she was so shy she was drawn back i don't know that it was because of the bullying or she was just yeah, bullying is a bad thing and bullying happens um, i don't call it bullying per se because i might be misquoted but but, but there's a lot of bullying in budo there's a lot of bullying online about um, people confessing that there's a whole hashtag there about people, bullying there in budo are going to listen to this podcast and i'm going to get so much and backlash. there's nothing but, but the backlash um, maybe but yeah. when you're in budo there is a lot of 
sector what do they call it? sector or something there's so many sectors because uh, you're studying with rich people's kids the kings kids. technically <laughs> that's what the school yeah. was for was so for you get children. to know your place okay not your place you mm. get to know i have to work hard mm. i have to read harder because you get someone coming in with five points four points you know budo they it's cream yeah. cream de la cream i'm doing quotes they choose the top people in the country did you go into budo with cream on merit well? on merit yeah um, you have people who had 11 points and they are studying with you, eh? So you, you've been knowing, you've been, um, as I said, my mom told you, yeah? So there is this whole sect, so many sects. Yeah. There are different sects, sects there, eh? Mm. You've been knowing. Mm. But then there is this whole, to be honest, there is bullying in that school of the girls. Real talk. bullying in every school. Okay, it's yeah, just the, the fights, but it's bullying. I was, I was bullied in Namiriango, mm-hmm. I was bullied in Poma. Mm-hmm. No, no, in Poma they couldn't bully me because I was from Namiriango mm-hmm. and I was in a bigger school. Mm-hmm. So coming to them, I was just stepping on them. I was the one bullying people. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how Buddha was. Um, so when that story came out, she didn't lie. Of course, there are things that were being done. I hope they're actually implemented and I hope they actually help the girls there right now. I hope, because I thought about... That time when the story came out in the morning, I remember I was in my bed and I was so sad. Because, you know when you feel like you have moved on from something, but you actually haven't. You remember that people, and your heart just feels so heavy. Mm. Because you remember that people actually had the audacity to bully you. And now when you look at them, they ask you, why don't you talk, us, why don't you talk to us anymore? And I'm like, postman, you are like so and so. And you're not even apologetic about it. But when that story came out, there were people were like, oh my God, I'm sorry I treated you this way. And it was a genuine apology, but... I felt like I didn't need it anymore because you moved on. I moved on from but it. But you had carried the baggage and the hatred. Yeah. When that story came out, I actually realized this thing had actually hurt me. Remember, you're struggling to move. You're struggling to in high school. Yeah. You're struggling to fit in. Yeah. You're struggling to have friends. Yeah. And you have this 15-year-old boy waiting for you. You know, Budo to go to girls and there's a stone walk. There are very mm. many routes. There is Motesan route. There is Nigerian. There is Canada. Those are houses. Yeah. But you have boys waiting to like eh, make those comments. Eh? And as a girl, Ochali Muto, so these things matter. Yeah, they, they, they affect you. They take a toll on you. You're weird. You think, eh? it's so you're saying Buddha is um, a very bad environment for I'm the girl I'm not saying child. a bad. I don't, I don't want to say it like that. Okay, you're not saying that, but I've read that online mm-hmm. countless times. It's, I've, I have my friends from Buddha, my female friends from Buddha keep yeah. telling me about how it's really about. I have my friend, um, it's hard on him forgotten the name but she, she has a whole thread mm-hmm. about why parents shouldn't take their children to budo if their children are girls it's the environment is let's just say it's tough but again you. people think my podcast is yeah anti <laughs> budo let's, it's not let's go back to your it's, life it toughened me yes. it made me like i don't think a guy right now can come and tell me you're ugly i know myself yeah. i actually told someone like me, Sharon. Mm. Like, I know I'm presentable. Like, I told him, you can't come and tell me I'm ugly. I know I am. But like, you know they tell beautiful people that they're ugly. That's okay. I feel like I've worked so hard to build my confidence to where I am. You can't tell me I'm ugly. And I'm like, oh my God. And I, I go to bed sad. I have built my confidence to such a point of, I know I'm presentable. Like, mpitao. Mm. So if someone comes and tell me, you're ugly, you're this. See, I lost so much weight. Eh? And people always told me, you've lost so much weight. You lost your bum. What? And... I've learned to accept it. Like I tell them, I know, but it's because I have health issues that I'm dealing with. And it's honestly okay. Like I've learned to live with myself. Yeah. Do you think you pay attention? Because 
you being an influencer you're into you're into the line of life where you um you're getting more attention about your life than than you paying and that is very dangerous in my opinion you going back to the ho- other home you forget things that really matter how do you balance mm-hmm. your time with things that really matter and your life as an influencer as i said i know my friends so i will always make time for them all right in all of this i keep mentioning my friends eh? and mm. they're the ones who have kept me grounded okay. like i know i have five friends who i can count on like if i had a problem i can three thick and thin yeah so they are the ones who help me balance i look at social media as it's just social media like it's i love social media it's a money making venture mm-hmm. for me so i never let it get to my head all the fame fame is in quotes all the is that film on social media at some point i thought but i was actually famous because i was calling people to see me and they used to come mm-hmm. so that is the definition of fame mm-hmm. but like i told you the ego eventually it's, it's kills subjective. Yeah. no it's you just have to learn who your people are you do and also not let it get to your head yeah all stay right. grounded to be honest i have i'm not saying i'm perfect i have so many flaws i am short tempered i'm moody like i'm impatient i am so like if something's not going my way i will i micromanage yeah okay but stay grounded good uh, i think we have to conclude this thank you so much for having um, me probably you have to talk about your influence how someone can get you to influence for them something like that something you want to get out you there. can text me on whatsapp you can call me actually um you can dm me on all my social media you've seen your dm are strictly for business yes, it's honestly strictly for business by the way yeah. um you can always dm me on twitter because i'm really active so i'll see the message immediately um when you dm when you dming don't be like hi sharon be like hi sharon this this is and this because i it will grab my attention immediately so you get a lot of people saying hey sharon and they keep quiet i hate small talk by the yeah. way it makes me anxious Yeah so if you need me to influence for for anything um my Twitter is at Sharon mm. underscore Wanuka I will see your message immediately um my WhatsApp my number I think is around mm. I don't think I can mention it <laughs> right. I don't know listen but majorly just DM me on Twitter because I'm always there I will see it if mm. my number is difficult my, my Facebook is Sharon Nabiwemba my Instagram is Sharon underscore Nabiwemba Wanuka Okay. Get me. Sharon, very good conversation my way, I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you so much. For Thank so you so for honoring fun. this. No problem. This was so much fun actually. Good. I was so scared. I didn't know what I was going to say. You said everything you had to say. Thank you so much. <laughs>